Hello and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Root Realty, where we are getting real about real estate, living in Jacksonville, and balancing career and life goals. My name is Grace Dyer. I'm a digital marketer and millennial just trying to figure things out. And I'm Marianne Rodriguez, owner and broker of Root Realty, mom of three and a wife. Let's get real. Welcome back to the Let's Get Real podcast with Root Realty. My name is Grace Dyer and I'm here with my co-host, Marianne Rodriguez. Um, Okay, so everyone knows there's been so much craziness with the real estate market over the last three years now. And so we know that that can feel really daunting to any buyer, but specifically first-time home buyers. So we get questions all the time from people about all things mortgages and loans, and we wanted to bring in a true expert (laughs) to handle that with us. So thank you so much, Kara, for joining us. Of course, absolutely. So, Kara, you have worked with Root. Sorry. That's okay. Kara. <laughs> I get it all the time. It's totally okay. You have uh, worked with Root and our clients for a while, but um, there's a lot of listeners who may not know you yet. So, if you would introduce yourself, tell us about um, yourself, your family, how long you've been in Jack's, just a little bit about you. Okay. Um, so, I am Kara Potter with Future Home Loans, um, which is a local mortgage broker in Jacksonville, Florida, and I've been there for four and a half going on five years now. I've been in the mortgage industry for 15 years, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, So fun fact, I was actually born and raised in South Africa. I moved to uh, Jacksonville when I was about 12 years old. And of course, this is now my home. Um, I am married and I have a 12 year old daughter who keeps me very busy. So when I'm not doing mortgages, we are on soccer sidelines, volleyball courts. She likes surfing and ukulele and all things. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm I want to be her friend. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I know. I was like, you do a little bit of everything and it's kind of awesome, but a little tiring because yeah. we're like bouncing from one spot to another and we're traveling all the time for soccer tournaments, but it's fun. So I love it. Awesome. So mom, wife, yeah. <laughs> blender. Yep. I love it. All Before the we jump in, can I ask one follow up? Yeah. What? Like South Africa, what brought your family there? How did you guys end up here? That's fascinating. Um, well, that is a very long, okay. crazy story. But the short of it is, um, so my mom's actually from Zimbabwe, which is uh, right above South Africa. And um, she moved to South Africa. My dad's American. So he was okay. over there um, for work. And basically, there you go. they, they fell in love. Yep. yep. <laughs> and um, then, you know, cra- craziness was happening over in South yeah. Africa. Um, so my mom eventually was like, hey, well, you know, more opportunity uh, better life and so I ended up coming over here when my dad moved back so, very cool yeah awesome well thank you so much um okay so before we get into the meat of the episode uh we like to start with a few rapid fire questions so I will ask the question and then Cara if you'll kick us off with your okay. answer and then we'll kind of go around Marianne and then myself okay so Cara your favorite weekend getaway from Jack's well, most of my weekends. Oh, this is rapid fire. It's okay. Most, most of my weekends are actually just soccer tournaments, and I'm in Tampa and like West Palm a lot. That so I, I love it. I, I love watching my daughter play. She's passionate about it. So those are my favorite quick weekend getaways. That works wherever she is. Yes. I love it. I would say Amelia Island for us. Okay, I like it. Um, I haven't taken that many since my time in Jacks, but we went to Delray Beach one time for a weekend. That was fun. So I'll oh, say yeah. that. <laughs> um, okay. What is one product that you swear by that you always have in your makeup bag or on your bathroom counter? I can't live without chapstick, which is a really bad addiction. So <laughs> I know I have the same one. <laughs> I yeah, I know you're like probably not supposed to wear it like every hour, but I cannot live without chapstick. 
I would say mine's a blush lip combo, um, just for ease. You know, you can throw it on both, same color, keeps it simple. Okay, I should have thought about this because I wrote the question. Uh, I'm going to say mine is just the, I think it's CeraVe, like just their like basic moisturizer. I've been using it That's for years. One. It's the cheapest one, but I will not stray. Anytime go. I stray, I break out. Um, okay, what is your favorite brunch spot in Jack's? Ooh, um, I like I like Valley Smoke. Um, I haven't been there for brunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like Valley Smoke. I'm going to go with 1748 Bakehouse in Springfield. Okay, that's a good one. I am going to go with uh, the District in Springfield also. Oh, or just, just one. Is it just District? The District? The District? I the think. District? Yeah. yeah. The one in Springfield with yeah, the that's, tents. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Can't go wrong with a champagne gun. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, and last question What is your go to beach in the area? Your daughter surfs? Where you guys Oh, like so to go we to live beach? in South Jack's Beach. So we, oh, are, we are there. There you go. You're there. I mean, even when it's cold out, we're we're at the beach. So, we love Hannah Park. Okay, I haven't been there, so that's good. Uh, we usually go to Atlantic Beach when we're going to go to the beach. That's usually my favorite. Yeah, they got good good little stops that you can yeah. jump into too. So that's nice. Awesome. Okay, well that wrapes up rapid fire. So don't worry, stress is off. <laughs> you can breathe now. <laughs> uh, so we're going to dive into the real questions for Kara. So um, as Grace mentioned, we have a lot of. Um, buyers or potential buyers that reach out to us and they just want to know a lot of the basics um, around financing and we don't want to talk out of our expertise so we're going to ask you those questions Um, one question we get a lot what different types of loans are there and how do they vary um, as far as down payment or any other differences so there are a lot of different options out there so i think it's easier to talk about like down payment because that's ultimately what most buyers are concerned about and so we have um, programs with as little as zero down and this is one of the biggest benefits for our va buyers um, and you know their eligibility is is doing the no money down for the va loan then you have uh, the usda which is um, also no money down but that's for the rural housing area Um, and then for everyone else it's really three to five percent down as the minimum down payment payment. Um, So it's really going to be about what suits the buyer's need. Um, A lot of it is also going to be based on credit, uh, which program is going to be more beneficial. So typically it comes down to FHA or conventional for the majority of buyers. Um, And then of course you can do 20% down. It is not required, but the benefit of doing 20% down is to avoid the private mortgage insurance. um, And that helps you save money per month. So, you know, that is something to consider depending on what your budget is. And if you're more concerned about your monthly payment versus your upfront cash to close. Awesome. That's super helpful. And when people think of monthly payment, um, what, what, what's included in their monthly payment? So you have your principal and interest, your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance. And then there are some others depending on the property. You know, if you're in a flood zone, or if you have homeowners association dues or CDD fees, but for the majority of buyers, it comes down to principal interest, uh, taxes and homeowner's insurance. Awesome. That's super helpful. Um, And a lot of people will come to us and say, how much money do I need to have saved? Yeah. Um, So closing costs, you know, we think of it as an investment because buying a house is one of the biggest investments. So whether you're buying a house cash or you're financing it, you will have closing costs. Um, So, you know, 
how much closing cost you want to have saved really just depends um, on your scenario. Some of the cost is based on the purchase price and some of them are just fixed costs. So I would say, you know, in addition to what you plan on putting down, whether it's 5% or 20%, you also probably want to have about 2 to 4% um, of the purchase price saved for the closing cost. Of course, you know, there are some techniques that we could, you know, use to, to help reduce the cash at close if we need to. One of the biggest ones right now is seller concessions and asking the sellers to cover some of your closing costs so that you only have to worry about your down payment. So exactly. And I will speak on the real estate side of that. Um, in, in our current market, the conditions are definitely improving for buyers as far as getting those closing cost concessions um, paid for, or at least part of them paid for by sellers. During the last two to three years, we've seen where it's just been a very challenging market for buyers, and um, we just didn't have that same kind of leverage. Mm -hmm. So that's a really, really positive sign yeah. for our, our buyers today. Yeah. Um, so rates, uh, there's a lot of noise about rates on the news. Um, can you talk to us, just kind of dumb it down for us, how, how are rates created? Um, and why do they fluctuate? Yeah, so uh, interest rates are affected by the overall economy. Um, so uh, factors that can impact the interest rates are going to include but aren't limited to the Federal Reserves, the bond market, the state of the economy, and inflation. So when inflation increases, mortgage rates will increase so they can keep up with the value of the dollar. But then when inflation decreases, mortgage rates will drop. On a more personal level, though, uh, when a, like a rate that a buyer specifically qualifies for is going to determine, it's going to be determined by several factors. So you have to factor in their credit score, their uh, you know down payment, how much money are they putting down, their property type, their occupancy type. Um, so there's a lot of factors that will go into determining a specific rate for the buyer. Awesome. That's very helpful. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that there's so many factors that influence the rate. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's helpful just to have that breakdown and know that truly it comes down to your personal um, profile and, and that having a conversation with a lender is really going to help you identify your your personal rate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I try to um, educate buyers. I'm like, you can have the same uh, income and buy the same house, but you're going to qualify for a different uh, interest rate because your credit score or the program that you're going, are you going FHA or are you going VA right. or conventional? Um, are you going to, you know, is it investment or are you going to occupy it as your primary? So there's so many different things that can go into that. So um, I think that is important to know. And another thing that I think is helpful for buyers to know is that uh, rates change daily. And not only can they change daily, but they can actually change multiple times throughout the day. And your rate's not locked in until you're under contract. Right. So just definitely something, you know, I don't think all buyers are aware of and just to keep in mind when you are shopping. Absolutely. So let's just say um, a buyer is negotiating a contract and you know there's no, let's say there's no sense of urgency in that particular scenario. Are you able to give that buyer a call and say, this hour, this day is, we should lock it up. Like this, this will help you. Well, we never know ahead of time like we there's always predictions on what we think the market is going to do but it's not always true like the predictions aren't always accurate so right. there is um you know a sense of predicting what we think that might happen um in the market 
but uh, at the same time, it really is just like waiting to see the rate sheets come out every morning, what would actually happen. So there is like, if somebody is in the market and they're really like house hunting hard, um, we, you know, there are times we'll say, hey, you know, rates just came out. They look really good today. Um, but what they are today could be very different tomorrow. Exactly. We could have something that happens in the economy that can totally, you know, derail the predictions and change things. Like COVID's a perfect example. Right. No one expected that. And that had a big impact on mortgage rates so um it's not it's not like we can always kind of give them that future uh, prediction we can just tell them what we're thinking what we see in the market what you know economists are saying um but really if they find a home and they love it go ahead and and lock in the rate you date the rate you marry the house you can always refinance when rates come down that house will not be there in a couple years so we definitely encourage if you're in love with the home don't get too hung up on the interest rate right Right. Um, what are some major rules? So, um, of course, we've all experienced when this doesn't work well. Um, but what are, what are some of those rules when you are getting ready to purchase a house or even under contract on a house? What should you not be doing with your money? Okay. So before we talk about the don'ts, okay, <laughs> let's talk about the do's. Okay. Um, get excited. Positive first. <laughs> like this is a major investment. It is a new adventure for you. I think buyers should celebrate like the entire process and just really enjoy it. You know, it's a it's a big move. Um, definitely, it has questions to your real estate agent, your loan officers. So many times, um, I you know have buyers that are going to their real estate agents and they're kind of afraid to ask the loan office uh, uh, loan officer questions. But that's what we're here for. So I really encourage ask questions like, what's next? What do you what do I need to do? Um, and then another important one is provide your loan documents in a timely manner. This mm-hmm. is going to ensure a quick and smooth loan approval. So part of getting to closing on time, you know, is the buyer doing their part in getting us those right. documents? Um, so then let's talk about the don'ts. Hold um, on. Can you, yeah. can you share a few, what are some of those documents just to give people yeah. a heads up? Um, so, you know, everyone's uh, profile is going to be a little bit different, but uh, majority we're looking at a two year history of everything. So we're going to get a two year W2s, um, 30 days of the pay stubs, um, just to see that your your income is actually matching what your W-2s were, that you're still earning that money. So two years W-2s, 30 days worth of pay stubs, and then usually two months of bank statements. Um, of course, a photo ID. Those are typically the main items. And then if you're self-employed, we're going to be asking for your tax returns, business and personal um, tax returns. Um, of course, then everyone's going to fall into other categories and we may have to get additional documents if you have rental income um, and we have to document that or if you've got some things in your credit that we need explanations on right. so okay um, but we you know we will guide the the buyer throughout the process hey this is what's needed next so um, all right so the don'ts yes. um, probably, <laughs> write these down yeah, these are, this is probably <laughs> one of the most important parts of the um, the whole topic so don't buy a car or a boat or furniture we don't want any new debts on your credit um, and even if you're buying it cash, we don't want to see that cash leaving your account. We want to see that you have that for the down payment, closing costs, and reserves. 
Don't move money around. So keep it in the same mm-hmm. bank. Avoid large cash deposits that cannot be sourced or documented. So if you you know put cash in your account because you sold a car, that's okay. We just need to get the bill of sale, and the bill of sale needs to document the exact amount that right. was the cash deposit. So we have to be able to source and document those large deposits. Don't change jobs or income, and don't do anything that would impact your credit score, like miss a payment, have an account go into collection, um, and also avoid new credit inquiries because the underwriters are looking at your credit the entire time. And if they see a new credit inquiry, they're going to want to know if a new debt was open. Mm. Some of these items may be unavoidable. And if that's the case, um, definitely speak to your loan officer and before any of the changes and just to make sure it doesn't impact your approval. Right. Absolutely. So what about when you're at TJ Maxx and they ask you if you want to open that card? Yeah, don't open that card. <laughs> Wait until after closing. Yeah, don't do it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Um, and one thing, if you could just give us some insight here. So during COVID specifically, the you know the noise on TV especially was, you know, rates are historically low, historically low. And we'd hear that over and over. And now, you know, we're hearing the opposite. Rates are so high. So can you just kind of give us an idea of like, how what's the range of rates that that you've seen in your career fluctuate from um so if i'm looking more at 30 years i mean i would say three to nine percent yeah you know uh, and that in the, in the last 15 years so yeah i mean definitely high and honestly i remember just going back to my first car loan which i know is different than a house but my first car loan i ever got i was at like a 20 percent interest wow Gosh. it was insane <laughs> right now you hear like zero interest yeah. all the time but that's what i needed to do at the time to build my credit right. so of course i got it six months later i refinanced it and i worked my way down and now it's like oh, okay great i you know i don't have to get that high interest so you know it's kind of a reminder just that you get the car you love, you're going to suffer through that higher interest rate for right now. But then if the market does turn and we really do see the improvement we're expecting to see this year, you can refinance. Right. Um, so sometimes it's like if you're holding your breath for that rate to come down, who knows what happens in three months? And maybe we have something that happens that like COVID, we wasn't expected. And now rates are going even higher. Not that we're expecting that to happen, but you don't want to hold your breath for something right. that we can't predict. Uh, go ahead and lock in. Right. Refinance later. Yep. You won't regret it. Yeah. And so, I, I encourage everyone listening to ask their parents what their first interest rate was yeah. when they bought a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've heard anything uh, from 15 to 20%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 18, 19, yep. 20%. Yeah. Wow. That was the norm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they're still low, guys. Well, one last question. So just from, I just re- I bought a house last year. It was like first time. It's a lot, a lot to learn, a lot to uncover, yeah. which I quickly learned that I had no idea, even though <laughs> I work with Realty on things, but there's still a lot to um, unpack. Um, so I guess what, let's say someone's starting off, they think in the next year they're going to want to start looking and maybe buy they're still saving up their money what are like three things that you think first-time buyers should just do ahead of time you know before they start looking before they are ready to 
get pre pre approved and all that stuff. Like yeah, what are well, like some I actually think one of the first things that they should do is talk to a loan officer and get pre qualified because a lot of the times we have buyers who will think like oh, my credit is in this place and when we talk to them they're like, Oh, I didn't realize that was on there and or a lot of times you have people who are like, Oh, I um, left my job and I just became self employed and I'm doing the same thing but now I'm, you know, own my own company. So what happens is they don't know where to start. And I think talking to a loan officer, actually going through the application process, we can guide them. Say, okay, we need to work on credit. Um, You just started a new company. We have to wait two years so we can use that income. Um, We can give them a roadmap, but without looking at everything, we won't be able to lead them. Um, So I think that's probably the most important. The other thing is um, stability. Just everything needs to be stable. Your employment and income, we we don't really want to see you moving around a lot. Um, We want to see stability in your employment and income. Not to say that you couldn't get approved if you have changed your jobs, but it it definitely makes it a lot easier when we have that stability. Um, And the other thing is save, 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 save. Um, When you're buying a house, even if you have no money down, you still have closing costs. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to you know, you don't want to expect or hope that the seller can cover that cost for you because that's something you have to negotiate. It's not a done deal. So I think it's always better to be prepared and have that money saved. It's better to have more than you think you'll need. And then if you don't need it, great. Now you can go buy furniture after you close um, (laughs) or whatever, you know, open that TJ Maxx card or, or whatever you want to do with that money. But you at least you have it and you're prepared. Right. Yeah. And I think that's great. And it was, I think talking to a loan officer can feel daunting like you've never had that conversation but even just to know like okay just come talk to us even if I have to tell you like with this this and this on your credit let's wait a year or you know whatever it is and take these steps good to know (laughs) and find a loan officer that that um you know, you have the same energy that they, they fit with you. So if you feel like you're nervous and you want someone who really is going to like slow down and explain it in a way that you understand and that you're not afraid to ask questions, like that's, that's who a first time home buyer typically is going to need. Right. right. So if you're feeling like you're talking to somebody and you're not, you feel like you're frustrating them and you're not getting answers and they're not calling you back, it might not be a good fit. Yeah. So call another loan officer. Um, but we're, we're, we're here to guide you and tell you what to do. And we don't, I mean, I don't expect everyone to know what to do. It's not their job, right? It's my job. It's I'm the expert. So that's what I'm here for is to guide you. And so definitely make sure that you're getting taken care of. Even if you're not, then call somebody else. Totally. Awesome. Thank you. Well, at the root of it all, um, I would say from the real estate side of things, we definitely are a company that encourages you to consider your real estate goals. So, you know, there's a lot of buzz on, should I buy now? Should I sell now? And it ultimately comes down to what what is your actual goal in real estate? Um, right now at our company, we're working with all kinds of buyers. Um, we've got buyers under contract right now who are first-time investors or seasoned investors. We've got first-time home buyers, seasonal home buyers needing more space. We've got military and relocation buyers and even buyers purchasing vacation homes. So you can see across the board, it really just comes down to what your overall goals are. Um, and I think you made a great point about the rates. Um, you know, if you love a home, we can get creative with how to get your closing costs down or what could be your plan along with your lender in refinancing in the future. So there's a lot of creativity involved. Um, and especially when all of the parties, like we communicate very well um, with Cara and her team, um, it just it just is going to be a, a seamless, very transparent transaction for all. Um, 
your goals are the most important to us as well as as your lender. Um, and between the two of us, we can help advise and, like Kara said, create that roadmap. Whether buying right now is is the best option for you or having a conversation a year from now. Um, so we're just here to help. We're excited to help, and we love having a great team uh, between us all. Awesome. Well, Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, why can you tell the listeners best way to reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm pretty easy to find. Um, Cara Potter, you can uh, find me online at future.loans, uh, but my email address is Cara at future.loans and my phone number is 904-535-1096. I pretty much have it glued to me, so yeah. you'll always be able to get, get me. Awesome. Um, and we are Root Realty, the best way to get in touch with us if you are thinking about buying or selling or anything in the real estate realm. Uh, reach out to us online with um, either through Instagram at Root Realty Jacks or on our website, www.rootrealtyjacks.com. Thank you so much. Bye.